It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills, the mic, taking you up to 6.30 today on this 27th day of April. 6.06 on the clock and 64 degrees and sunny outside. We've got Andrew Allison with us. Glad to have him aboard for this Monday edition of the Sports Fan presented by J&K Contracting. And as always, our phone line is open at 740-592-6646. I think we'll have Matt Frazee call in. We try to get him on Friday, but uh, Frazee's a busy guy. He's an important guy. He's got a lot of work to do, as I'm sure a lot of people do. Uh, but we'll hope to distract you with a little bit of sports talk today, and hopefully Frazee will be able to call in. If not, we'll try to get him sometime during this week. Uh, one way or another, we'll have Matt Frazee call in because it's special. He, he watched all of Joe's games uh, at Athens. He called all those games uh, for the station here, uh, 970-97.1. Uh, you know, flagship for uh, Athens Bulldog football, basketball, baseball. Uh, so we'll hope to get him on, if not today, at a later time. Uh, but we do have Andrew Allison with us. Uh, Andrew, it's great to have you back on the show. How have you been? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, nice day today. I actually got to drive with the windows down, the sunroof back. It felt like a nice spring day. And it's finally, you know, starting to feel a little bit like spring. And unfortunately, it feels like baseball season. And the thing that we we don't have right now is baseball. Uh, but it, it's, uh, it, at least it, it's a good day, you know. At least we're able to go outside, walk around a little bit. DeWine talked a little bit about, you know, strongly encouraging people, especially in businesses and companies, to start wearing a mask. Uh, but did tweet out and said, you know, if you're just going for a walk or going to your neighbor's house, it's not mandatory. Uh, so we don't have to worry about mandatory masks right now. Uh, so we, st get, we get to enjoy the sunshine a little bit, breathe in the fresh air, and then hope for a better day tomorrow, right? Right. Uh, over the past weekends, yeah. you know, NFL did have a, uh, it was their draft, and I thought it was a pretty successful draft. It was the highest rated in uh, NFL history, or at least, you know, aired on ESPN, uh, and of course, you know, we talked a little bit on Friday with Joey Medor uh, about how you know, the NFL was, uh, day one went pretty well. I mean, it had a couple of technical hiccups, uh, but what were your overall impressions so far uh, of that draft there, Andrew? Uh, I mean, I, I thought it went well for what it was. I mean, it, I thought there was going to be a lot more technical issues than there was, but yeah, I was pretty impressed with how they handled it having to be all virtual all online and stuff i mean i the hiccups were barely barely noticeable if noticeable at all right and it seemed the one the only time you'd really notice that it was a hiccup one was if you know, they only really had uh you know, the players looking at their phones talking to coach uh, you didn't get that instant reaction that you normally get you know if you just do it live instead of doing it uh, through the internet and then the other one uh, you know, whenever the host would say something, then it may take two or three seconds before somebody actually would respond. You get six nodding heads. Uh, but I, I thought it was uh, pretty successful. You know, it was something new. And, of course, when you don't have a whole lot of sports going on, you have 
uh, something to look forward to, something that gives you a little bit of hope, uh, and that would be that NFL season. Hopefully it will be a full NFL season, but we got to get there first. We've got to get on the other side of this. Uh, Andrew, are you a Bengal or a Brown, or are you a, an outlier in Ohio? I'm a Browns fan. You're a Browns fan. What did you think of their draft? I was pretty happy with it. I originally wanted Andrew Thomas as an offensive tackle that they would take, but he was selected before they got there, so I was fine with Jarek Wills. He was the right tackle for Bama, but with Tua being left-handed, he was basically playing left tackle for them. So it'll be interesting to see how he flips because he will be playing left tackle, they said. And then going into the second, third rounds, I was happy with all their picks. They got that linebacker from LSU. He'll he'll learn, but he'll probably get thrown into the mix some, But even though he needs a year. They added some defensive line help. They went out and got Grant and Delpit, who I didn't necessarily want them to take. I Not that I didn't like him. I just wanted a, oh, what's the kid from Minnesota whose dad played at Ohio State? Winfield, uh, Antonio Winfield, yeah. Jr., yeah, so, so I was pretty happy with it, though. That's good. I mean, the, the overall, we'll, we'll go through the Browns' draft picks first here. Uh, with the 10, they took the offensive tackle, Jedrick Willis, uh, from Alabama. With their 44th pick, they took the safety, Grant Delpit, from LSU. 88th pick, uh, defensive lineman, Jordan Elliott, from Missouri. Then they take another LSU player, linebacker, Jacob Phillips. Uh, Harrison Bryant, from Florida Atlantic, a tight end. Uh, center, Nick Harris, he's from Washington, the Huskies. And uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones uh, from Michigan. And overall, you know, I'm taking a look at the CBS because CBS has all the picks, and then they kind of graded those picks. And according to CBS Sports, you know, they're giving them, uh, I'm going to say, let's average these Bs and As here. It's uh, 1A, a couple A-minuses, a uh, couple Bs. So I, I think it's like a B-plus somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, is that where you, you kind of have the Browns with, with their picks there? Yeah, I would, just because I didn't know much about that. I had to read up on that linebacker they took from LSU, the defensive lineman from Missouri, and the tight end they took. But from everything I've read and from the players that I've seen that they've taken, I would say it's around their B-plus area. And shifting gears to the Bengals. Uh, Bengals, of course, taking Burrow with the one. T. Higgins, a wide receiver from Clemson, uh, with their second pick, the 33rd overall. Uh, in the 65th pick, they take Logan Wilson out of Wyoming. Uh, 107 in the fourth rounds. Akeem Davis Gaither, Appalachian State. Uh, 147, Kareem Notre Dame. Uh, 180, Hakeem Jenny, I think that's how you pronounce it, from Kansas. Sure. Uh, and then Marcus Bailey from Purdue uh, with their final pick at 215. Uh, overall, CBS gives them probably about an A, uh, an A grade. Uh, with the highest you know, selection, uh, not you know, Burrow was. That's the obvious choice. You take Joe first. You needed a quarterback. You needed him there. Uh, but with that second pick, I think the Bengals did a pretty good job in securing a wide receiver, somebody where you know these two can kind of grow together and and hopefully turn into a, a one-two punch with Burrow and Higgins. Right, and yeah, I think Cincinnati did a good job on this draft. I'm not going to pretend to know anyone they took after the second round. I've never heard of half those guys before, but the experts say it's a good pick, so I'll say it's a good pick. <laughs> yeah, whenever you don't know, you just defer uh, yeah, to the like, experts. <laughs> right. Uh, I like the t- fact they took Higgins. 
I think he was a good wide receiver at Clemson. I, they constantly said this wide receiver draft was the deepest they've seen in a long time. So they went out. They got help for Joe. I still think the Bengals are a year or two away. I think they're going to need a decent draft next year to be where they want to be for the future. But I, I think this was a big and good step forward for them. Yeah, I think they I, I think they knocked this draft out of the park. Of course, you know, when you have that number one pick, you got to make sure you do it right. And I think that the Bengals really did do it right. And the other reports are coming out from you know, the Bengals side and, and a couple other uh, papers picking it up. Uh, but apparently, you know, Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, gave uh, Burrow you know, basically the whole offense uh, three weeks ahead. So while it might have been official, the draft happened on Thursday, and while the owner uh, reached out to him on Wednesday and sent him the jersey and sent him, uh, I, I forget what else he sent him in there, he, uh, a card, the jersey and the card. Uh, but apparently Joe's been going through this playbook you know, for the past three weeks, and I think Scheffner tweeted it out saying that you know, that would give him a position to compete for the spot. Um, I don't know if, yes, Joe will go out there, compete for the spot, and probably win, but do you think it would be beneficial to sit behind Dalton for his final year if Dalton's still on the roster? You know, I, it's one of those that traditional traditional tell you, yeah, let him hold the clipboard for a year. Look at Pat Mahomes or look at Aaron Rodgers. But honestly, I think Joe's good enough to where he can just go ahead and play. I mean, you look with the Browns, now Baker Mayfield and Joe Burrow, two complete different players. But they said, oh, I'll just let Baker. And I was one of them. I said, don't put Baker behind that offensive line. But then they benched him for Tyrod Taylor, or they benched Tyrod Taylor for him and – Baker had a pretty good rookie season. Yeah. So it's just one of those that depends on who the player is. And I think with Joe's mindset, you know, he will want to go out there. He will want to compete for that job just like he competed at Ohio State, just like he competed at LSU, like he competed here in Athens. He's going to want to start. And I think you know, that drive will still continue up to the NFL level. Um, so it, it's a good trait to have. I, I guess he reached out to all the rookies, too. Uh, you know, after everybody the draft concluded, I think Taylor put out there, you know, Joe and a couple other rookies and a couple other teammates uh, were trying to reach out and really try to get to know everybody, you know, and, and congratulate them and as they try to push their way you know, towards this this NFL season. And I think that's a good thing when the team is going to try to come together early like this, especially in times like this. Yeah, and. I mean, I I haven't paid as much attention to the Bengals as I probably should have, <laughs> but I know the the Browns they yeah they're they're trying to do the same thing. And what amazed me with Jedrick Wills or however you pronounce his name Willis, um, Joe Thomas, and I wonder if this influenced on why the Browns took him. Joe Thomas had said he was the best offensive tackle in this draft and told him before he got drafted if he gets drafted by the browns he can go ahead and wear joe thomas's number really yeah do you think, I, I just read that today do you think the browns will want to retire that number are they going to uh, let him wear it or if it's if joe thomas wants him to wear it i guess he it's his choice right right they uh he did say willis uh, uh, did say out of respect he's not gonna wear 73 
Which is he's going to decide move. between 71 and 72. That's a good move, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of... That's a big shoe you're trying to fill if you wear Joe Thomas's number. <laughs> yeah, it's really big shoes. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about a couple of this. We're going to take a short break on the Sportsman when we come back. Uh, we mentioned at the top of the show it, it's baseball season, but here in southeast Ohio, the Copperheads will not have a season. We talked a little bit about it on Friday with uh, Joey Madour. We'll go deeper into it with Andrew Allison when we return. You're listening to the Sportsman on 970 WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. So it turns out many people don't know that c Hardware in Athens sells major appliances. Everything from refrigerators to washers and dryers, all delivered for free. Plus they're delivered by the c staff, not a third party out of Columbus. c will haul away the old appliances for free. Some places charge as much as $30. If you want to pick it up, you can do that too. We have over 100 appliances in stock. When you are in the market for a new kitchen appliance, think c Hardware first. Integrated Services for Behavioral Health is the preeminent behavioral health organization in Southeast Ohio. It's an organization of over 300 like-minded individuals that provide services to some of the most vulnerable populations, believing in the resiliency of the individual. If you provide good services, if you care about the individual and you value communities, the opportunities are endless. Do you need better insurance? Do you need help comparing rates and coverages from several companies? Hi, I'm Russ Norris with Matthews Insurance in Athens. Our agency has a history of working hard for our customers, and we are here to help you find a policy that is right for you. Give us a call at 593-5573 or Google us. Matthews Insurance. Friendly. Reliable. Local. Since 1945. Hello, I'm Ohio Governor Mike DeWine. We need all Ohioans to help us slow the spread of the coronavirus. For the most up-to-date information, please visit our website at coronavirus.ohio.gov or call 1-833-4-ASK-ODH seven days a week. Furnished by Governor Mike DeWine. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Live and local. The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Sports Fan 970 WATH. Mills of the mic along with Andrew Allison. We're taking you for the next nine minutes up to 630. Abbreviated sports fans, of course, without a whole lot of sports going on, but we'll still entertain you for this half. And then, of course, if you have a song request for that 630 to 7 o'clock time slot, uh, our phone lines are always open at 740-592-6646. Mentioned we're going to get into baseball in just a little bit. I just wanted to hit one more thing and congratulate uh, new Jacksonville Jaguar, Austin Pleasance, and new Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Javon Hagan. Both Bobcats will join uh, the three active NFL players right now for Ohio in T.J. Carey, Terrell Basham, and Quinton Poling. 
Uh, Carey with the Colts, Basham with the Jets, and Poling with the Las Vegas Raiders. Hagan was a two-time All-Mac first team and two-time All-Mac second team player. Finished out his career with 318 tackles, 26 pass breakups, nine forced fumbles, and six interceptions. Pleasant, six foot seven, 315 pound offensive lineman, All-Mac second team, uh, just a season ago. So again, congratulations to signing uh, the contracts for Austin Pleasant and Javon Hagan and Andrew. It's got to be a good time. One, uh, Javon's from the Tampa Bay area. And two, now Javon will have to go fight for a position, but he gets to do it on a team that's projected to do pretty well this year. You know, they went out and they got uh, Gronkowski and they have Tom Brady. That's a that's a recipe to win right there. Right. If if he can hang on and get, that start, or get a spot on that roster, you're in for one heck of a ride. All that team is set to win now. Yeah, all you got to do is just be one man on that roster. Yeah, one of right. the, what was it, 53? 53-man roster in football? Uh, I think. I think so, too, yeah. 53 on active game day. Right. Or is it 53 total, and then on active game day it's 48? I don't remember. I can't remember whichever <laughs> it's one It's somewhere it around there. Listen, we, we have until football season to get to that, but uh, the, the draft was a nice distraction. Unfortunately, the other uh, distraction kind of was you know, the Copperheads here locally in Athens or the team that you'll be calling baseball games maybe uh, for this summer and the Ohio Bison, the former Licking County Settlers. Um, what, what was with the name change, by the way? Quick quick uh, tangent right there. So what it was is the YMCA in Licking County had a baseball team, and then there was, which was I think called the Voodoo, and then there was the Licking County Settlers. And they both kind of came together and said, wait a minute, this is stupid. We're competing with each other. We can go ahead and save money and be more profitable if we combine. And both sides went, yeah, that's a great idea. So then they combined and they wanted to get a bigger like fan base, basically. So they went with Ohio. Mm-hmm. And there used to be a team in Newark that was, a, I guess, like a semi-professional team or something like that that was named the Bison, so they went with the Bison to pay homage to that. That's pretty cool, though. Uh, so, again, the, the Settlers becoming the Bison for the Great Lakes Summer Collegiate League. Uh, and right now, the, the Summer Collegiate League will not have the Southern Ohio Copperheads, unfortunately, due to the pandemic. Uh, Copperheads will not have baseball games at Bob Wren Stadium. However, they're going to try to entertain people uh, and still integrate themselves within the community. I saw they're going to be making an announcement this Friday about what their actual plans are. But, Andrew, what are the plans for the GLSEL? Because I haven't I've tried looking at their website. I tried looking at, uh, you know, on Twitter, on Facebook, and I haven't seen anything posted uh, by the league yet. So as far as I, I know, the... Bison are they're still up. we're still preparing as if there's going to be a normal season, but however you got to also look at the fact of what's going on on Dewine's press conference today. They made it sound like restaurants, barber shops, and salons and stuff like that weren't going to be open for at least the next like two weeks or two plus weeks. So a regular season doesn't quite seem possible. I know that they're waiting till mid-May to make a decision on what I believe is to start the regular season on July 1st and then play for a month. But I'm not sure if that is we're waiting till mid-May to make the decision to play till July 1st 
or if it's we're waiting till mid-May to see if we're even going to play. Uh, that I have no clue about, but I, I, I've heard that mid-May is when they're deciding stuff. Do you think there's any real harm in just putting a pause on the whole thing now like the Copperheads did, but instead of team by team, it would be uh, league-wide? Or do you think you know, it, it should be, you should do everything in your power to get this season in, no matter how long or short it may be? I, I think there's, there's a point of where like, you should probably try as hard as you can to get a season in. But if it gets down to where it's like, okay, hey, guys, yeah, we can get a season in, but we're playing for two weeks. At that point, it's like, you know, you're not going to have, you're not probably going to be able to have the sponsors to do it. The players are probably going to be not want to come up to o- Ohio or Michigan, wherever the team's located, to play for just two weeks or a week. So I think there's a fine line between, hey, let's try to have it, and, okay, there's not going to be enough time to play baseball. And, you know, when, when you take a look at the league, GLSEO has been successful. I think it's been one of the top leagues, you know, in all of summer collegiate baseball, you know, top 10, uh, top 20. You know, I, I don't think, I forget what it was. I, they were in and out of the top 10 last year as we were following, uh, you know, a couple teams rank people, a couple teams don't. Uh, but you know, we had news last week that the Cape Cod League, the entire league, is, is not going to have a baseball season. And that league, I, I still believe they're, are they not pro- for profit or is that a for-profit league i I can't remember uh but it's a league where you know maybe the the better talent kind of shifts towards there and now a league like that closes its doors for a season uh that i figured more leagues would have followed suit but so far teams are are holding out strong yeah i was kind of with you i thought once the Cape Codley did it, I thought, I was like, okay, here's the domino effect. The rest are going to start to fall. But to my surprise, and, you know, I, I'm obviously one that's kind of, I'm obviously one that's hoping for them to just hold out hope and, hey, right. maybe we can play by July because I'm obviously involved. But I thought for sure, and I was surprised that a bunch of other leagues didn't start putting on pause for a year. Because I think right now, what is it, the Northwoods League, the GLSCL, the Alaskan Baseball League, I think, is still uh, still open. I don't know how many teams, uh, Brad and I, people might remember Brad Walker uh, does a lot of uh, high school basketball games for us, calls a lot of football games for us. Uh, but Brad and I went up to Alaska, and at that time there were only four teams. I think one team folded, uh, so they were going to have a season with three teams. Uh, I, I, I think they're still going to have a, a league or a season. It's just crazy to think you know, that these leagues just are, are, uh, are going to stay open for as long as possible. And then you have to worry about all right transportation for the players. You know they, they got to get to the league somehow, some way. Are uh, the government regulations going to relax for them? You know, all all questions you got to ask before you really start this league up. Right, and yeah, that's one of the big things. Like, uh, fortunately for the Bison, you know they're joined with the YMCA, so the YMCA already has transportation. But that's not the case for all, all the teams. Right. Each league has its own situation, and each league will have to make a decision. Again, so far, the GLSCL is open, but the Copperheads will not take part this year. Andrew, appreciate you being on the show. We'll try to get you on more times as the week goes along. But thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it. And thank you for listening into the Sports Fan. We'll be back tomorrow, 6.06. Fran Drowson, this is Connor Mills signing off. We'll see you tomorrow.